Summer Gotham, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD, when we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you about to get geeked up, so sit back, relax, and get comfy, lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten, coming straight out of Gotham. City, welcome to another episode of Straight Out of Gotham, episode one thirty-two. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Check out all the other shows associated with the network. Please head on over to BOF, click the podcast drop down, and check out what everyone else has to offer. I am one of your co-hosts from the senior. I'm senior contributor. I'm a senior contributor to Batman on Film. I am Peter R. Laird. Today we're recording on October twenty second, twenty twenty three. And as always, we have a good show for you today. But before we get into the good stuff, I'd like to remind you, our faithful listeners, if you take the time to rate and review the show on iTunes, and we read your review on air, you have won a straight out of Gotham prize pack. So please get into that. Now, let me introduce you to my partner in crime, the only man who hands out candied bacon on Halloween night, ladies and gentlemen, the champion of Long Island and the champion of trick-or-treaters everywhere, Eric Holtzman. You know, it's funny you brought up candied bacon because this morning for breakfast, I made the thick slab bacon that they have. He's already prepping. You had that? Yeah, and I put, I first dipped it in maple syrup and then mm. baked it to give it like that extra... Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, it was so good. But yes, I will. I will do that. I will. <laughs> I will give out candied bacon on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yes, and Halloween. Sorry, and Halloween. <laughs> My fault. I'm skipping holidays over here. But uh, because I don't usually bacon doesn't doesn't go with Halloween. <laughs> that's bacon why goes with everything. That's true. That's that. You're right. You corrected me. I, I defer to you there. That is 100% correct. It does go with everything. So, yeah, we're recording on Sunday morning or afternoon now, but Pete didn't wake up that long ago. So it's morning for him. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Still morning for him. So who are the Jets playing today? They are on by, so I don't have to worry about them this week. Ah, so the Giants are going to lose to the Commanders. <laughs> Yes, Pete Pete has a hate relationship with the Giants. <laughs> the Giants will lose to the Commanders. <laughs> so the Giants, well, yes, that is, the, that is who they play, yeah. Um, there's actually six teams on by this week. So for my fantasy team, I am like scraping to try and find guys just to field a team because I have a lot of guys on by this week. So, Uh-oh, that's not yeah. good. No, it's not, but I'm doing well in both leagues, so I can't really complain. Uh, if I lose, I lose. It happens. What's the name of your team? The Lords of Uxus? <laughs> no, it's the name of our show in our in the Batman on Film League. It's the it's straight out of Gotham. Oh, okay. That's, okay, okay. That's the are my name there. And then in my other league, my Dynasty League, the name of my team is Audible Noise. And okay. yeah, look at you. A little play on football, a football term, and yeah. So. Well, Pete, we're in the thick of the baseball playoffs, and I have not been paying attention, but I know you are a Why huge baseball fan. So Why I just I have no interest in any of the teams. I really it's, it's, it's really it sucks for you. You know? So I mean I'm kinda I guess I'm kinda pulling for I was pulling for the Diamondbacks. And I know they're it's three two, right? They're down now. Yeah, 3-2. They're down three two. So I'm kinda hoping they could come back. Uh I know baseball probably isn't. I'm sure they want, they want the Phillies in, in the World Series, but. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a rematch of last year, so we'll see. You know, Philly looks like they're uh, hell-bent on revenge. Right. Yeah, Bryce Harper. I know Bryce Harper's been fantastic, and Schwarber, too. Yeah. I know that. It's crazy how, like, Schwarber hits, like, 110 on the year, but then they come playoffs. He's like, <laughs> I was like, what is up with this guy? It's so weird. I was like, why can't Stanton do this? I was like, I have a 100 hitter of my own. <laughs> well he has been better in the playoffs for the yankees like he's been yeah that's what i'm telling people like don't worry like if, if schwarber can do this there's no reason why staying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but his career has borne that out like when he with the yankees last year when they were in they couldn't do crap but he was good yeah him, him and, and bader. bader i remember him yeah, yeah. him and bader because it was such a bad trade yeah <laughs> no one complained well, about the trade when bader was in over into the postseason that's true no one was complaining 
That's uh, revisionist true. history. It's great. I've been dealing with a lot of that lately. A lot of that happens. A lot of that happens when, especially in sports. And, I, and the, the, that's the, the the thing that drives me crazy now is like all these Yankee fans want A Rod's number retired. I know. I was like, you guys really forgot how this ended. <laughs> he sued the team. <laughs> they forced him to retire. And that's that's the funny thing about him saying that. Like he's he like he says he feels slighted that his number is not retired, or he feels like he deserves that honor. I don't think so. I don't either. I mean, not only he cheated the game twice as a Yankee, and they backed him both times. Yeah. And then he pulled, like you said, he sued the team at the end. Well, don't forget, he actually didn't negotiate his like second contract with the team. He did that with Hank before Hank died. Yeah, and didn't they so announce he went it during... He went through Hank. <laughs> like, he's done some crazy shit in his day. He's not an angel. Yeah. And then they announced it during... It was like the ALCS one year or something. That's when they announced it. It was during the World Series. World Red Series, Sox. yeah. I World remember Red that, Sox yeah. Rockies, yeah, or seven. Yeah. Which was kind of a, in a way, gangster move when you think about it. Like, let's take a little bit of the, <laughs> the thunder away. Well, that's who he is. I know. So he's he's a tough guy to root for. Uh, even when he's on your team, he's a tough guy to root for. But, yeah, I mean, fantastic player. He was a fantastic player. There's no he was good. way around it. Good. He, he was, was good. good without the PEDs. And he was a fantastic baseball player. So he's just funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, now he's become, yeah. now he's a big um, business mogul, right? Like, he had that Even show. TV personality. Like, it, it's funny yeah. how, like, society has kind of lightened up on cheaters. And I think <laughs> that's kind of why the Astros have kind of gotten away with murder. Because it's like, well, if we're going to put these guys on TV to be pre and post game hosts, I guess that's we true. don't really care anymore, do we? That's true. That's a good point. I never so, really thought about that. Yeah. I was thinking about it yesterday because everyone made a big deal about, uh, because uh, Altuve hit the walk, uh, not the walk off, but the go ahead home run in Texas uh, to take a three two lead in that series, and I'm sitting there and like there's it's Ortiz, it's it's a Rod, and it's it's Jeter pre and post game, and I'm like, yeah, we're not gonna make we could care less about cheating anymore because you know we're putting these guys on TV. Like when was Pete Rose ever on TV to be an analyst? I don't know. That's fair. Probably too young. You would remember more than I would. You no, I, he was a little bit until the everything came out. And then obviously he was banned. So, well, he was a manager. Like, he, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, post yeah. being banned from baseball, has he ever been? I know he's banned from baseball, but like, since he got caught doing that, like, has he ever been even able to like even call a game on TV for like, NBC? oh, no, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. Like, A Rod, even though they didn't like gamble on the sport, but A Rod and Ortiz cheated and they've been caught more than once. So, it's like, what's going Everyone, on? Like, or, Ortiz has been getting away with murder for years because he smiles at the camera. Like, yeah, he's yeah. a likable guy, right? So people That's are much problem. yeah, people are much much easier to forgive him or feel much but better forgiving him. I always him. remember in two thousand nine at Yankee Stadium, Ortiz and Union, uh, I think it was Union like president or leader, or whatever, it was Michael Weiner at Yankee Stadium, be like, "There's a rumor that David's on a list, but we can't talk about the list. We can't mention what the list is about, but he's not be on a list." And it's like he's on a list of steroids. It's a break. Yeah, yeah. So I just think that's funny. I just, that's all just did you see did you watch the um the balco uh i guess documentary on netflix with was it, back in the day maybe no it just know. came out it's one of the untold the yeah. untold stories things well if you haven't seen it uh definitely <laughs> <laughs> definitely what? definitely look at uh get to you know what why'd you a, laugh take a glimpse at it uh, it what was are you very, laughing at? I was laughing at you. Why? Because you you blew your nose. But I muted my mic. Could you hear it? I heard it. This mute, this mute button doesn't work. <laughs> you have can to you, mute it on the screen. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Yeah. It's muted. You have to mute it on the screen. But there's a mute button on the mic. It doesn't matter. You have a mute button on. You just hit the microphone button on your screen, and then that mutes this, it. This button should work. Then I spent a lot of money on this microphone. That mute button should work. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Uh, I got a problem. I got beef with Yeti now. 
Well, you got beef. I got well, yeah. I mean, I'll admit it. I'm not like you. I'm like, I don't really have beef with Nolan. I just think Nolan thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. How is I mean, that he, beef? He doesn't know me. You have to have know the person for them to have beef with you. You know Nolan. Know you have beef. He doesn't know you have beef because he's probably too busy, you know, selling the Venetian right now. All right, we're not talking about this. It's fine because you know I'm right. You got beef with Nolan. It's fine. No, I don't. All right. Well, anyway. beef with Jose Altuve. He doesn't know who I am. That's true. I no. But beef has to, both parties have to be involved. It's no, it is. No, 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 no. Biggie made a song about this, literally called What's, What's Beef. beef? I, I know. I know. Yes. Well, anyway, as I was, as I was saying, the Balco documentary on Netflix, it's about Victor Conti and it goes into the whole deal and him, it explains his story and it's very good. If you get a chance, watch it. It's, it's good. He, you're going to still think he's a, he's a douchebag, but. You know, it gives Ooh, at least Victor a little. Conti? Yeah, he, but yeah. More I, mean, I, I, I doubt I would make ever. <laughs> I think he's not <laughs> right. Well, it's funny how he try. He still tries to pass it off that he never willingly gave anybody <laughs> steroids. Like, well, what good is the lie if you don't keep up with it? I know, <laughs> but you have to. And the, the the workings of the case, though, and how it just fell apart, all of that is in it. It's it's good. I did read, uh, was it like Game of Shadows? I think that was the Balco book back in the day. Mm -hmm. That was good. Yeah. So. All right. Sorry for that little detour, guys. But uh, we had some stuff to talk about and we got it through it. So we're just going to, we will start with our normal fare. And I know the mute button doesn't work now. Yes. And now we know, and you know that he blew his nose. (laughs) (laughs) It says mute (laughs) We, we we want to keep it we keep it real on the show that's what it is we keep it real and we don't want to leave anything out so you get every moment that we have you guys get we, we just rob Myers would have had to do that <laughs> we're like, rob, we're like the rob Myers out the breaths in between yeah we no one breathes on <laughs> yeah <laughs> we none of us breathe yeah but it, we gave you like we're giving you the Pat McAfee treatment now, that kind of a show where everything goes and nothing is pointed out. Just give you that. Yeah. Going forward. A, Eric is Pat McAfee. Oh, that guy's crazy. But fun, man. Lots of life. That yeah, guy has he's, lots he, he's a punter. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was a punter. And that's he's the punter that Peyton Manning would <laughs> got into it with punters and kickers. He got into bo- both of them. No, it was uh no, that was was it uh it was the one with the V. Vanderjack, Mike Vanderjack. Yeah, he got he got into it with him, and then he got replaced right. by Terry. So let's let's start this week with a story, a comic story. Let's start with a comic book pull. Um, one of the more interesting things in DC's history was the Jason Todd poll or phone campaign to either <laughs> kill him or uh, or keep him alive. Uh, it's one of the more interesting things in DC's history. It was very clever. Uh, obviously, it's all marketing. But there's always been um, an alternate version of the comic, right? Where where he cheats death. Well, right. it was announced at Comic-Con that they're going to release this version. So well, I want to ask... This was inspired by the Snyder Cut, right? Uh, of course. Isn't everything? Yes. So, yeah. So, of course it was. But... Do you have any insight into what it's about? Like how he survives, how he lives? No, we'll yeah. find out in December. I just know it, that they're re-releasing the book like everybody else, um, which right. I think is a great idea, actually, because I kind of always was curious uh, as to what that uh, that book was like, you know, because I imagine right. they had both of them ready to go. And uh, as soon as they tallied up the numbers, they just printed one version of it. But uh, correct, I think it's fascinating because, you know, the character's really kind of taken on a life of his own since he's come back in under the hood or let's say let's start with hush like you kind of i feel like it's the buzz started there and everyone started getting really into it and then it carried over into under the hood now he's got his own titles and action figures and you know i always thought the character should have remained dead um but uh he's really kind of taken on you know a life of his own no pun intended yeah the red um, hood's got a definitely has a faction of fans huge following. And, yeah, yeah. It, it's crazy like there's a it's I remember for, I I told Bill about this not too long ago. We did a we did like a Robin show or something. And he was kind of like shocked. I was like, yeah, Jason Todd's got a huge fan base. Like I know it's online, it's on Twitter, and but like that's where comic book fans are. They're on Twitter, you know. Like right. that's the one thing we can judge that you know. <laughs> so yeah. like 
there's he's got a ton of fans and uh it's they're they're pretty young and they're, you know they're younger than us i think um but uh yeah i think this is a, a really great idea you know just kind of a, like a what if type scenario right i wonder do you think and this probably won't happen but do you think then they'll have a line of books following it no uh, i think this that, is a no, one and done just think it's yeah. one and done okay because of the storyline i think <laughs> I think the Joker is like an ambassador to Iran, so he has like diplomatic immunity, and I just feel right. like they're going to stay away from that a little bit. <laughs> I, I, that's why I think this is going to be like a one and done issue. I don't remember even if the Batman confronts the. Jo- I, I don't remember because I haven't read Death in the Family in so long. Right. It's because it's not really a good story. It's just memorable for the death of Robin. Really, like it's kind of like janky. It's weird. The the, the you know like uh, yeah. the way it's interpreted in the animated movie is a lot better than it's actually interpreted in the book. Yeah, that's a fair statement. Definitely, a it's fair just very statement. dated for the time. It's re- it's written in a comic book of its time. You can tell, you know, right. So, but I thought that when when you sent me the rundown, that was one of the one stories that caught my eye. It was one of the more interesting stories. Yeah, uh, I'm, just, I'm like surprised it took them this long to do it. To be honest, I know. So another uh, some more interesting stuff came out. Matthew Vaughn spoke a lot. Uh, <laughs> I feel like he's he has a ton of news uh to talk about um he has a new movie coming out called argyle uh stars and stars everyone's favorite superman henry cavill's in it uh dua lipa um there's a bunch of other actors in it i keep seeing the thing for it so but he's been he was in the news for others for other reasons uh recently and he had a pitch for he talked about his pitch for his superman film now this 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 specific story got a lot of traction this week uh, because of the story that he kind of outlined and a lot of people were, I guess, taken aback by it. Uh, so I don't know. I thought it was inter- an interesting little uh, take on the story, but Pete, break it down for everybody. This thing sounded horrible. Okay, like it, it it did. It was like Clark Kent was like not really Superman, and like Krypton never exploded or whatever. It sounded so bad. I actually kind of forgot about it. I just <laughs> I was like, this is horrible. Like this is this was the guy we wanted to do Superman before Man of Steel, or even like post Man of Steel. We were like, oh yeah, first class Kingsman Xman, like Matthew Bond. This is great. Let's do right. this. And you're like, oh, God, this sounds worse than Flyby by J.J. Abrams. Like, how do these guys come up with these horrible ideas for Superman? And then for everybody else, like, we have this great idea for a movie. And it's like, ah, oh, thank God this never came to fruition. And then <laughs> I was actually more uh, um, attract- interested in what he had to say about Fox and Halle Berry. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get into that really quick. Like, uh, But his Superman idea is so bad. It's yeah, basic- horrible. Yeah, basically, it was that Krypton doesn't blow up. Eventually, it does, but it doesn't. Um, like that's not the reason he goes to Earth. Like it's all right, right. And um, Jor-El was right, but it, obviously his timing was wrong. So eventually, it blows up, and then Superman is grown up, and there's a mass exodus from Krypton, and all hell breaks loose. And that was kind of the genesis of his pitch. Uh, which I mean, I don't think I would have enjoyed it. Um, I don't know how people would have reacted to it. Obviously, if you're listening to the reactions from people now, <laughs> doesn't seem like it would have went over too well. But uh, I'm never, I'm never gonna be one person that says you shouldn't do something. If, if the studio liked it and they wanted to run with it, that I obviously I would have watched it and probably not liked it because I don't think that the idea makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, as it's, you- it's crazy to me that like super sometimes guys just have trouble making Superman movies. He has, it's weird that for a character that's been, in my life at least, has been so front and center when it comes to superheroes. Like I've said many times, he's he was my first favorite superhero. Um, I had sheets when I was a kid, bed sheets from the movie. Um, I was a huge fan. He still huge wears fan. the pajamas. I see them. They're wearing them now. <laughs> so I truthfully tr- loved the character. Uh, but yeah, it's been tough for people to nail the essence of the character. And part of it, I think is just because people are less, um, forgiving of certain things. So, but we'll see, we'll see how, what happens with legacy. Hopefully uh gun writes a great story. It's just funny. Cause like, I hear this Vaughn thing and I'm like, thank God they went with Nolan and Snyder. Like, <laughs> 
that, the Vaughn thing, I was like, this sounds like crap. Like, what was he thinking? I was like, did you ever read a story? Like, why are you trying to reinvent the character? What That's are you true. doing? Like, what? Put don't put your stamp on it that way. Like, it's so. In, in, in a way, it almost kind of feels obnoxious. Like, how can you ignore all this Superman history and think you could do it better? He's been doing this for 80-some years. This I know. Is story. Like, that's it. You're here to adapt it, not to rearrange it entirely. I think some people don't think the story is cool. Um, I think that's why some writers try and mix change things up a bit. Uh, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But that's kind of been my take on a lot of these different attempts. It used to be Hollywood didn't respect the comic book, the comic book writer. Like, right. Even like it's something like Green Lantern, everyone wants to blame Jeff Johns about, but really he was kind of ignored a lot. You mm-hmm. know, like they were like, okay, comic book guy, we write movies over here. Okay. Thanks for, thanks for being in the meeting. It was kind of like that, you know, like, and now it, it's definitely taken on a different perspective where, even like Nolan at times would say, "Yeah, the source material is irrelevant." It seems like source material is way more relevant now, and people are paying way more attention to it. You know? Well, yeah, I think certain people like Superman is such an idealistic character in a lot of ways that I think people, when you veer from that story with him, it bothers people more than other heroes. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that's part of the part of the take on why, if you, again, if you even veer a little bit off the path with him, people get uptight and don't won't gravitate towards it and i think that's and with this specific character i think that's probably a good thing the the one version of him has that has always been successful is the one that we've grown up with so i think that when it comes oh, to superman Eric, come on man superman is more than smiling and saving cats from trees bro <laughs> like that's that's literally what i heard i right. I mean, if you're, if you're we're right, talking, you're right. That's yeah. the character that resonates. Like right. the Donner, the Superman and Lois, uh, Lois and Clark, Dean yep. Cain. Like it's, I get it. You know, you, you guys want a little bit more edge to your Superman. Well, I don't think people like that, you know? No, and it's even, and it's, you've gotten your, that in the past between men and the Snyder stuff and injustice, yeah. you know, you've had your Superman with a bit of an edge, you know? Yeah. And I think never been made. it's just not as popular. Right. I think in those contained stories, it it can work. Um, but you shouldn't be surprised when those stories, everyone doesn't gravitate towards them. That's I, I the realize way. Injustice is pretty popular, but I'm just saying in like the grand scheme of things, I don't think many people know about Injustice. Oh, sure. It's definitely like a fan. Like, you know, it, it's definitely like a nerd thing between the like comics and, and video games. Stuff, yeah. yeah, totally is. Totally is. Well, you mentioned the Halle Berry angle for X-Men Last Stand. So the story goes, Matthew Vaughn was being um, courted to replace Brian Singer because Brian Singer was going off to do Superman um, Returns. So he was being courted to uh, do X-Men 3, and he spoke about it uh, at Comic-Con. He spoke about this, and he said, this is what happens. So he went to a rival, he went to an executive's office and he saw the, the script for X-Men 3. Um, and he's, he asked what the draft was about. And he says, don't worry about it. So he started looking through it and it said, Africa, kids dying from no water and storm creates a thunderstorm to save all these children. He actually went on, I'm paraphrasing. He said he liked the idea, but they, then they turned around and said, this is specifically for Halle Berry because she hadn't signed on to do the film yet. So they were trying to give this story to entice her to sign. And then when she signed, they were going to toss that storyline. Yeah. Um, Which is crazy because one, Halle Berry was very upset with the lack of screen time that Storm got throughout her her appearances. So that's just a fact. And Halle Berry's a huge actress. Like to get Halle Berry, I think at the time of X-Men, I think was, she was probably the biggest star out of, let's, uh, Patrick Stewart may be the biggest star. I, I don't know how big McClellan was, um, but I, no, I feel like Halle, yes, name wise, Halle Berry at the time of X Men One was yes. arguably the biggest star. Her, she was Stewart, right. Yep. So like the fact that her screen time got diminished and and obviously we know Jackman skyrocketed from there, right? But her her screen time did kind of decrease with each movie, and it's weird because she she's huge. Like it's you couldn't ask for anybody better to play Storm, really. You know and it's just she was underutilized and you think about like is this like it's just a whole big lie yeah it's like man hollywood producers are dirty they really are dirty they 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 they, 
and they I don't know, man. It's it, it almost it's is it like race baiting too? Like you know they they intentionally like set this thing in Africa. To, I, I don't know, man. It just it's all shady. I'm like, man, these guys are fucks. Yeah, they, it definitely. It definitely was uh, pretty shocking to read. And it does not, obviously, we've heard so many bad stories about Hollywood. It does not surprise me that they would do this. Uh, but man, yeah. I wonder if she would have had any recourse. You know? Like, would she have had any recourse to be like, you know, no, I'm only doing it if it's this story? I don't know. Um, well, I don't you know. You hear about actors holding out or for creative control and. Right. Or, or distribution of box office rights and stuff like that. I, I, I would imagine if she knew what was going on at the time, she would probably, this would have been a huge deal. It, it still should be a huge deal, to be honest with you. Yeah, it should be. Um, it, you know, it's again, it's another look behind the curtain of Hollywood that's not flattering yeah. uh, at all. But yeah, I mean, it was a pretty shocking treat. Like you said, at the time, she was a huge actress. She was an Oscar winning actress. Um, we all just saw her boobs in Swordfish. <laughs> and not to mention the scenes that we got at monsters ball yeah. that were you know pretty pretty crazy but um yeah i mean it's a very shocking story in a lot of ways but matthew vaughn's credit quit uh <laughs> well I mean, thank god because then we got Brett, Matt, Brett ratner and i'm the juggernaut bitch uh, <laughs> which is arguably the greatest quote in the history of cinema Man. right Brett Thank Ratner. God for Brett Ratner, right? Oh man, what a talented director he is! Yeah, I mean, has anyone been, like has anyone been more like mid at their career and excelled as much as Brett Ratner? Like I know he's gotten into films. legal trouble lately because he's probably he's been a part of some shady shit himself. Yeah, but uh, you know, like I was like, geez, like this guy just failed up with Rush Hour. Well, yeah, he was a video <laughs> director before that, music videos, and then he got Rush Hour, and that's. So that's, that's how, how it's he, that's yeah. why there's no good directors anymore because no one makes music videos. <laughs> makes music videos. Yeah, it was crazy that story. Um, I believe that's how Snyder started too. He did a like he started music videos. And he did a commercial with Michael Jordan. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's how it started with him. So there you go, guys. Not exactly a very uh, happy. <laughs> Happy story. Look at Hollywood, but we know what it's like. But yeah, Matthew Vaughn was talking a lot, and uh, he had a lot to say. Had a lot to say at that interview. Uh, Another bit of a bit of news we got because obviously the movie's coming. Uh, Aquaman two is coming, and there was a uh, Empire magazine who always seems to be the magazine that does this first. uh, Revealed some of the. Their covers from the the, epi- the the episode, Jesus Christ, excuse me, the uh, <laughs> the art, the issue that's coming out to talk about Aquaman too. So we got a first look at some of that. The one in the ice, the ice sculpture one, that's really freaking cool. I think um, they all look cool. Yeah, and it's like I'm like I'm like oh thank God Empire is posting an article because it's like I'm I can read about the movie and not about bullshit. You know, not about, <laughs> like, you know actors not getting along or drama on the set like it's just literally like okay here's about the movie and it's like thank god that something like this is out there because it's just a positive distraction from all the bullshit agreed agreed it's just too much crap i'm just like and uh, apparently also james wan gave a little bit more insight and he said he's kind of doing a uh a but it's a buddy comedy yeah that kind of worries me a little bit (laughs) like if it's along the lines of like 48 hours or lethal weapon like i get it mm-hmm. you know like that's that's fine because there's way more action than co- it's it's well balanced so we'll see i don't think Juan has ever really done a movie like that though no i don't think he has so that's kind of she could give you a little bit of pause right on what exactly we're gonna get yeah uh definitely something you want to we're gonna have to wait and see but i think from what the trailer kind of adds up to that, like it kind of makes sense. You see the interaction with him yeah. and Orm. Oh, yeah, him and Orm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, 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 from what we've got in the trailer, I get and uh, I dig. So we'll see. I'm sure, you know, it's going to be two and a half hours of just insanity. I'm really looking forward to this. I am too. This Even is all movie. my uh, yeah. speculations and worries. Yeah, like I liked the like we said on last the last episode. We I really liked the first one, so yeah, you know I'm looking forward to this one. 
But guys, if you want to order those uh, covers, you can from Empire Magazine. Obviously, Empire is a UK um, publication, so it costs a little bit more. I think it costs about $16, $17 uh, to order them. But if you want, uh, go ahead. They eventually pop up in Barnes & Nobles in the magazine rack. So if you want to wait, they do do make their way over here. I, I bought... I bought one for the Batman, and the back cover was ripped, but it was the only one they had, so I had to either take it or leave it, and I took it. <laughs> oh, I the decisions like, we have to make sometimes. Yeah, I was like, I'm never going to look at the back cover, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully you're not you're not you didn't get it for any kind of monetary reasons no, in the future. No, I bought it for me. I mean, in the future, it'd probably still be worth money because like, oh, there's no more of them left. Right. You know, it's either me or Ryan Lauer who bought them all. <laughs> Oh, uh oh. You might, he's, you might, he, yeah, you might be in trouble dangerous. there. He's dangerous. You might be in trouble there. You no, know he's yeah. from Indiana. Who? Lauer? Uh, yes. Yeah, he's a Hoosier. He's a Hoosier. Yeah, real life one. I Scary. knew that. Yeah. He knows a lot about corn. <laughs> you know? Lauer's important. When, when the world goes to shit, Lauer can at least grow corn. Nah, that's true. You need people who can grow corn. That's right. I'll grow some tomatoes, and together we'll have a we'll have a salad. And I'll, and I'll grow my my rosemary, my sage. You have and... your rose, that's it. <laughs> All we need is someone who can raise a turkey, and then we can have Thanksgiving. It's true. We can. We're very, that's very, it. We're very resourceful people. Yeah, we just need seeds. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we talked about. Maybe not last episode, but when we got the news that all of those that we were that they were um, moving the release dates on some of the movies, I believe Deadpool was one of the ones that we didn't mention. Uh-huh. Or we were kind of speculating about. There's definitely more speculation. It's still speculation, but it seems to be like kind of coming to the point there where it's going to be more fact. Yes. Um. So sources are saying that it won't be making its May third date next year um we don't really have a date for it but it won't it won't be making the may 3rd date and apparently captain america brave new world um would be might be pushed to that date instead so we don't know yet for certain but this is the news that's coming out this is the source what sources are saying Obviously, that means that just post-production on both, Captain America's further along than than Deadpool would be. I'm so tired of delays. So, well, these strikes, guess, man. As a, well, it, it, but it's it's go, it's even before this, like, from COVID to, like, I know everything's, it's for a reason, but yeah. like, it's just like, man, these delays suck. They just do. I know we'll eventually get them. It's just, it's just a slight bummer. Like, I'm not going to tweet about it. Like, it's, you know, my right to watch this movie as soon as I want to, but uh, mm-hmm. it's a bit of a bummer. Yes. It is. No, it is, because you... It, I know a lot of people will circle the films that they want to see, and then they'll be like, okay, I have this much time to ramp up, and then when they get moved, you're kind of like, crap. So, yeah. it kind of is a huge bummer, but it's still coming, it's just it's going to take a little while. A little while longer. It'll take a while! Yeah. So that's what we're going to do. So Stephen DeKnight, who famously was the director and creator of the original Daredevil series on, Net- Daredevil series on Netflix, uh, he spoke about originally how he was happy that the, sh- the, the way they were going with the Daredevil Born Again was scrapped. And he kind of made a, there was a big um, hubbub about it, right? Like he said, mm-hmm. the experiment thankfully is over. Uh, so it's, I've rather initially called it an experiment. Yes. Yes. And he says that he still, he fully supports the lighter take and, you know, he's fully behind all that, but he just didn't like kind of the way it was going and, how he, they didn't kind of include the previous show and the writers in the process. And so all of that, he just kind of wanted to clarify why he was so down on not that he doesn't, he's not again not supporting it. Doesn't want to see it. He's happy that everyone's coming back. He's hoping, hopeful now that foggy and, um, God, why can't I remember her name? Karen. Yes. 
um, are coming back, but he kind of wanted to clarify that. What did you think of that though? Did you think he was like fully walking it back or? No, I think he, I, I, I think this was his way of saying like, I knew what was going on. It, it actually sounded like it sucked and uh, he's like happy. You know, like I, I think he was just speaking from the heart. Right. You know, like, this is, you know, he, I, I can understand how he's like, I, you know, cause he, he created something that's really good. Like it's arguably the best comic book TV show ever created. You're right. right? So like, for him, for that not to continue, like it wasn't, you know, it, it was, you know, for reasons out of his control, right? Like so great got canceled, um, and then to continue it on with like, you know, t- what I consider typical Marvel fluff, is kind of an insult to his work. It's like, oh, we're gonna take your characters, we're gonna take ha- all the hard work you put into, and we're gonna do it our way because uh, we think we're better than you. And then they finally saw it, and they're like, yeah, this is shit. So, you know, they could take their cotton candy and show it, um, you know, but good for them for realizing it sucks and not just putting it out there, you know, because yeah. Marvel has done that a few times. Um, but, yeah, like I kind of side with tonight here. Like, you know, I, I just I don't think he's going to get involved. I don't think it's going to look anything like the Netflix show. I think it'll I, I think they're going to change it a little bit, but I still expect it to be Marvelized in a, in a sense, if that's a word. You know, I don't expect this to be in Netflix hallway choreography type, uh, you know, quality. I expect it a notch lower. I hope so. I hope it's that kind of quality. I mean, I do hope it's that kind of quality. I just don't think they're going to do it. I just, I, I, I can't see Marvel mimicking what they do. It's just, it's not, you know, again, it's Disney will Photoshop cigarettes out of Walt Disney's hand. There's no way. <laughs> They're gonna, they're gonna allow you know. But then again, it's like, well, then what about Deadpool? And it's like, well, I haven't seen Deadpool yet. Like, right. <laughs> I've got to see something. I got to. I actually have to see some Marvel with an edge, like a real edge. And it's either whoever's gonna be first is Deadpool, Daredevil, or Blade who'll deliver it. And Daredevil and Blade have not been able to crack the code. So whatever Ryan Reynolds has got up his sleeve must be magical. Yeah, I mean that's the one that we know is coming, even though we just said it's coming later. We know that one's coming. It's in the bag. Yeah. So well, I mean, again, that movie's just delayed. It's not being rewritten from right. scratch, which is right. basically what these other two projects are doing. Yeah. Yeah. But like you said, like we discussed in the last show, it's good that they realized that the new, the new um, direction they were going with the character was crap and wasn't going to work. So uh, we'll see what happens, but we'll just all... mind his little cameo in, in uh, she Hulk, by the way. No, like, I thought it was, it was fine. It was funny. It was, it was okay. It worked. Yeah. I it mean, showed I a different side of him. the character, which I thought was good. I probably wouldn't have him walking around in the daylight in the suit, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people have problems with that with him and with Batman being in the daylight. Even though <laughs> my first exposure to Batman, he was always in the daylight on the, the TV show. Yeah. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Uh, Some people say it's on an island. All right. Yes. We've heard that before. Yeah. I've heard that it's on an island. It doesn't mean it's right, but we've heard it. <laughs> so, will this all be moot, a moot point, though, in the future? Because we're hearing that, the obviously, this movie is not slated to come out until 2027. So, we are four years away, and it's probably going to be even later than that. But, apparently, Secret Wars, Avengers Secret Wars, is going to be uh, a soft reboot of the MCU. Now, obviously allows them to do a lot of things, right? They can bring back old characters. This is is totally their excuse to bring back Tony Stark, right? Tony Stark and Steve Rogers, right? That's, that's, this is their excuse to do that. Uh, Now, I don't know if it's going to be Robert Downey Jr. And Chris Evans. We'll bring back uh, Tom Cruise. (laughs) But um, what do you think of that? Uh, I mean, I think it's, I think it's something they should have probably considered a long time ago. Okay. So I, I, I think they should have, I, I told you, I think I you said this last week after Endgame, they probably should have rebooted the whole thing, mm-hmm. you know? So we'll see what this does. I mean, secret, I'm trying to think of how they do. I would imagine Loki will have some sort of angle to do. They, I imagine this is going to be first kind of tease there. I just right. feel like Loki would have something to do with it. Right. 
It does seem like the way that show is written and how it, yes, it does seem like. And I haven't watched it yet. I'm only speculating. I haven't so. got a chance to get to Loki. But um, yeah, I think this is long overdue. I, I think they tried at one point to, you know, it's funny because the MCU is kind of built on like B-list characters like Iron Man, you know, Thor and the Incredible. It's kind of weird saying the Incredible Hulk's a B-list character, but like Spider-Man, X-Men, they weren't involved in this, right? Right. And now they're trying to rely even on, you know, characters lower tier. And I don't think it's working. They've got Spider-Man in their back pocket. Um, Black Panther is in, in a course correction, as we know, because of the loss of Bozeman. Right. And I, I, as good as the second movie is, it's just not my cup of tea because it's not really a superhero movie, I don't think. Like, it's kind of, it's something else. It's something else entirely. Right. You know, I think. You know, um, so I think that this is just overdue because I think people miss... Uh, Iron Man. Iron Man really struck a chord with the general audience. People love Iron Man. They just do. Yeah. And I think, you know, not having Iron Man in your universe is a big negative for them right now. Yeah, I think both him and and Steve Rogers. Uh, although I'm very interested to see what Anthony Mackie does um as Captain America. Um as well Sam does as Captain America. I'm very interested to see how that plays out. I do think that for most people, whether good or bad, Captain America is Steve Rogers, and that's it. There's nobody else. Uh, So I think people get, you know, those two characters were obviously the main focal point in the first four phases of the MCU leading into Endgame. And after Endgame, they're both gone along with Black Widow. So it gives them an opportunity to bring those characters back in some form or fashion. Uh, And like you said, those characters, at least definitely Steve and, and Tony resonated, <clears throat> excuse me, resonated with the fans big time. Uh, so, yeah, and again, you're right. This is, my whole neg- neg- this is, again, my whole like thing against the shared universe because like, all right, they're dead, they're gone. That's it. They're dead, they're gone. You know, it's not like right. you come in here, you do it like Nolan or Reeves, you do a trilogy, then you bounce. Like, you know, like I, I would much rather prefer that this way. I get yeah. Frustrated. And you want to say, yeah, but they're going to use the Joker a million times. Like, I'd rather have a, a three really good Joker stories than, like, I don't know, one mediocre Mr. Freeze movie. Like, I don't know. You know, it's just, there's a reason why you use characters again in movies and it, if it's things like this. It's because people love them. Like, they love to see Batman versus Joker. Like, and that's right. it. That, right. That's the marquee matchup, you know? It, that's prime time, you know? Yeah. No, you're right. Like, that's, that is one of the pitfalls of a shared universe. Is that if you're keeping everything in real time, you know, you need to have stakes. So when people die, they need to stay dead. Um, And that's fair. That's a very fair critique. Uh, And I've always said that. I thought that with the exploration of other characters, they could still keep it interesting. And whereas I find some of the new characters interesting, clearly everyone doesn't. It hasn't been the same as it was before. Yeah, outside of Spider-Man. So... And again, like if Bozeman was if Bozeman was still here, I think we'd be in a completely different scenario. I agree. I, I think agree. I, I think Bozeman really was going to be that like torchbearer of the yeah. new generation of MC. Him and Holland, I really thought the two of them were going to take it by storm. And sadly, he's no longer with us, and that just it just really put a damper on things. Yeah, and I mean, we've talked about we both felt like they should have just recasted T'Challa. Yeah, uh, we both agreed with that. We both spoke about how we felt about that. They decided this may not be sacrilege, to. but the more I kind of like, I haven't really rewatched the movie as a whole, but I've rewatched bits and pieces of it. I kind of don't like it as much as I did the first time. The what, what kind of forever? Yeah, I just, I just, I, I know both the the essence of Bozeman is all about the is all, throughout that entire movie, but I just I miss him on screen. Yeah, like you do miss that element. And I think part of it is because we didn't get a lot of him to begin with. Uh, you know, we no, had the just, first film. What, one and then, cameo in one movie, really? Like, yeah, right? he was in Civil War. Then we got him in in his own film. And then obviously in the two Avengers movies. Mm. But we didn't get enough of the Black, the T'Challa story, right? So I think, and they tried to, they're going to fix it because obviously at the end of Wakanda Forever, he has a son also named T'Challa. So that's kind of how they did that. And I guess with the multiverse, they could age I, him. I, I got to wait 18 years to see this kid grow up. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like with the, the multiverse MCU deal. Be, the MCU will be rebooted twice by then. I know. It's fair. That's a fair comment. But, you know, they're def- I think that was kind of their way to say, yes, he's still here. Um, but you're right. If they stick to a normal timeline, we're going to be 
old, <laughs> really old by the time we get to see that. So I don't know. I'm I'm for the soft reboot. I think it'd be smart to do as well. I think there'd be plenty of time to be almost 20 years, which is crazy to think about. But by the time that comes out, it'd be almost 20 years since the MCU started. I'm just wondering how they're going to do this. Are they going to blip the blip? So, you know, they did it in the comics with the Secret Wars storyline. It wasn't really a reboot. That was mostly like, we're going to take the heroes, we're going to put them on a planet, and they're going to fight the villains. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to, how they're going to go about it. Uh, I've heard them say, like, they'll keep some elements that are working, and then the other ones that aren't, they'll be tossed. Oh, it sounds like James Gunn. So Marvel's finally <laughs> stealing DC's ideas. This is what we've been waiting for. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Take that, Jeff Johns. I honestly think if they do do something like that, then maybe they should just keep wait like three years before they start again. Um, that's probably what I said. I, but, I don't think the DC universe should start until the Batman's finished. <laughs> just, all that, yeah. You know, yeah. like I just, everything's, honestly, man, I just, I think some of these things are just too close to the previous thing. People have, you're not giving people enough time to kind of forget or move on from a previous regime. You're right. Before they're, before they're allowed to accept it. And that goes even now, like I think, like, I, and this is totally Monday morning quarterbacking, you know, because, when this happened, I didn't say this, but like now I look at it and it's like the Snyder stuff was too close to the Nolan stuff. That's and now sure. the gun stuff is way too close to the Snyder stuff. And it's like, you guys haven't learned because you just keep pumping out product. And what is, is that just like American consumerism? Like we're just going to pump it out. Cause they're going to buy it. That's it. And it's like, no one's buying this. You've got to wait. We've got to want it. You've got to make us want it. There's got to be a specific amount of time where fans crave shit this way. When you put it out, they're sucking up all your t-shirt merch, all your toys, all, all this, all that, you know, like I think that's a huge big part of it too. You know? Yeah. It's not an event anymore. That's part of the deal. No, right? now it's yeah, and a yeah. lot of that has to do with the MCU. The, the, yeah, like, I know the MCU in itself has like event movies, but they've kind of toned down what everybody else right. is doing because like now it's either MCU or bust. Right, you're right. And now you're the right. MCU is busting. You know, it's like so. I don't know. Like it's it's a weird time. I just I think we need time to miss things. I agree. And realize what... we miss them. Yeah. I agree. That's why, like I said, if they're going to wait, if 2027, they're going to do a soft reboot after that, if it does come out that year, wait till 2030 to do it. Like wait yeah. till 2030 to release the new stuff. That's how I would approach it if it were me. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to watch this unfold in the next three years with all of the titles coming out still and how they're going to form that story. It's going to be interesting to see how this all unfolds. So. Yeah. Well, one thing we know is coming is the Joker sequel, Foyle Adieu. I don't think Ooh, I said you, that right. You said that very Reno. Are you French? <laughs> I don't think I said it right. But Foyle Adieu. Adieu. I would like some of the uh, French fries with the gravy and the cheese. What do they call that? <laughs> yeah. What does that call the captain? What? Oh, um, poutine. 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 <laughs> I love poutine. God, that's good. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Well, we got a we got a look of Lady Gaga in an outfit, and it looks very Harley Quinnish. I think she's uh, taking a role home with her. I think so too. She looks she, hot too. She looks really sexy and red. She's, yeah, she's wearing like this tight leather-looking suit. Half of it's black, half of it's kind of maroonish with the with the the diamond. mesh. Yeah, the diamonds. Shine bright like a diamond. So you know that's very Harley Quinnish. Uh, she was uh, performing, or she was attending a Rolling Stones party, and then she wound up performing with them. I saw that uh, she did. They did "Sweet Sounds of Heaven," and she got up there and performing with them you guys should see eric right now he's a little antsy he wants to break out in song i can see him i really don't i can't i can see your jaws like locking because you're kind of holding it back (laughs) no i don't ready just start no it wouldn't be that song 
ba 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 what a kiss from a rose on the grass. Do you even know the song? I know. Kiss from a rose <laughs> on the gray. Ooh, half of my face is scarred like Harvey Dent. I'm singing on the song. <laughs> Pete, Pete with the remix. That's the That's remix. It, the remix. Eric was ready to beatbox, but he's never like, heard no, that I, version. I don't really sing it. classical music. That'll be on Pete's upcoming album. Yeah, it's called When the Sauce Drops. <laughs> It's got a lot of it. It's got a lot of comic book inspired Holzman songs, smoke, <laughs> smoked meat, Italian food references on this album. It's very, 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 very Pete. When we it's get a German it, Irish drinking song. You're not either. It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, Pete, did you see um, Winnie the Pooh? No, I haven't because I think it's going to be horrible. I don't want to see. <laughs> I don't want to see Winnie the Pooh kill people. I want to see Jason Voorhees kill people. Yeah, I know. But the sequel apparently Tigger is going to make an appearance. This whole public domain so, thing really fascinates me because I know they were. That's the reason why he wasn't in the first one, and now he's finally reached public domain. And I know they were worried about Superman and Batman reaching public domain in another right. years. So, like, th- this is kind of like th- that's the only reason I've actually kind of been following this Winnie the Pooh Blood Honey saga <laughs> is because of what public domain is. And it's just like I don't know. I'm gonna have to watch this at some point. Where Me can too. I find this? Because like I don't know if it's I don't think it's on Max or Netflix or anything. So I have no idea where you watch this thing, but. I'm going to have to tune in. Apparently they doubled the body count too for the sequel. Apparently like there's going to be like, it's just bigger and bloodier. That's, I think that's the tagline. <laughs> Is it? I don't know. It should be. <laughs> it really should be. I always thought the concept of this was crazy and I, I, my mind hasn't changed. Like it's a crazy concept. Well, they just did it with the Grinch too. Um, Not these guys, but somebody else did a Grinch version of horror. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, I mean, like, do we need these movies? I don't know. It's very strange. Uh, <laughs> even the story is just crazy. Like, I, like, I can't. Piglet, like, Piglet's so tiny. They get a taste of blood because they come become feral and then <laughs> they decide to kill people. Like, I don't even know. Oh, I don't I don't get it man. I don't get it. So, but the sequel is going to have Tigger guys. So don't don't be upset. If you're upset, is he going to hop around on his tail? Like they that? have to do that. They have to do that. What would the was Eeyore in the first movie? No. Like would Eeyore like what would Eeyore be in this movie? Would he be chipper? <laughs> like everyone else is the complete opposite of what they were. That so would, would Eeyore be, be happy and positive? <laughs> that would be fantastic. Can you imagine if Eeyore was the saver, like the hero of the third movie? The trilogy? <laughs> well, it's supposed to come, it's coming out on Valentine's Day next year. So. Can you imagine like a killer Cupid movie? No. Dude, the thing, you know how bad that movie, the movie is? It's only 3% on Rotten what? Tomatoes. Blood Honey? Yes, Blood and Honey, yes. I recently read an article where like some middle school, like recently sh- or some elementary school recently showed it to kids and they didn't know it was r- the right movie. I'm like, what? how do you not know it's the right movie by the opening credits? Yeah. And doesn't the term blood and honey kind of <laughs> give it away? <laughs> oh my God. But yeah. It, I think that happened. And I'm just like, how? I don't know. Like, I, I didn't see, I came out. I know it came out earlier this year. I didn't see it. I guess if you're watching it on DVD, you can't. It's not like watching it on a VHS where the name is like big on the tape, right? Like, I guess it's just that little circle. I, I mean, I just the cover. <laughs> I just saw. I was, uh. The movie only cost a hundred thousand dollars to make, and I imagine most of it was on the costumes. I know Eeyore is in it. I'm wrong. He's in it. Oh, he is. Yes. So he was. He reached public domain. I wonder if he died. Yes. I that I don't know. Where is this movie watchable? I'm sure it's on all the streaming services if you buy it. 
Voodoo. It's on Voodoo if you have Voodoo. Apparently How much it's on is it Peacock. On Five dollars. It's five dollars. I think Reno uh, actually saw it. I, think I would he buy saw that it. for five bucks. Of course he did. Reno like Reno's like Blue Beetle, complete other shit. But Winnie the Blue, Blood and Honey, the best slasher movie since Halloween nineteen seventy. Like it's, it's a, I think John Carpenter directed it. That's a fantastic one. Yes, I'm Reno back with Oh like, man, I can't like, honestly. <laughs> I think Reno compared like he was like I don't need to watch this GoBots bullshit. So I'm like, what? He's like Blue Beetle. <laughs> well, <laughs> he disliked that movie so much. I was like, I don't think you like the genre. He's like, no, it's bullshit. This movie sucks. <laughs> I had a very interesting conversation with Reno about Blue Beetle. I was like, you should just stick to watching Batman movies. <laughs> <laughs> And then he told me, uh, that's what he's like. He's like, it's your McDonald's. You just love it. You crave it. I'm like, what? <laughs> he, just told me, he told me, um, I consume superhero movies like McDonald's. I laughed. I was like, you're probably right. Yeah, I don't. I don't Eric, know. That say, Eric, say, I'm a cinephile. I don't watch movies like you do. You no, no. I Please, I love all that weird stuff. I'll watch it. Yeah. Just, as I long as it doesn't have the name Chris Nolan on it. I remember when I saw the trailer for this the first time, I, I was like, I, f- I thought it was a spoof. Like, I thought they were just spoofing something. I, and I thought, too, like, it's like an SNL skit. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, oh, it's real. And I wanted to see it, but I it was it was so bad. It wasn't in the movies that long. It wasn't in the theaters that long. It was like I, in I, and out. I remember when it came. I was like, this sounds weird. So. Winnie yeah. the Pooh looked interesting. I'll have to check this out, though. I just, I don't know. I guess I did. I, you know what it is Halloween. What other? It's not like I'm watching good movies to begin with. <laughs> like, everything I'm watching is all slasher this, slasher that. So. That's true, and there's definitely lots of bad <laughs> slasher movies out like there. Halloween four. Oh God, some of them are so bad. Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight. Well, I uh, got. I have Showtime now because I got a deal with a bunch with my cable and I still have cable. So I got Showtime and they're showing they've had all the screams on. So I've been watching all the screams again. Um, I, we, <laughs> I was so. telling Laura this the other day, like when I was a kid, you know, like and because, you know, we had cable, you know how they call you up. Like, hey, do you want Showtime free free trial mm-hmm. for a So they offer like at the time, I think it was TKR. Okay. TKR offered us free showtime for like two two months or whatever, and they never took it off our bill, and so we ended up having like free showtime for like ten years. It was just there; they just never wow. charged us. And and then one year they charged us, and we're like, yeah, we don't want it. <laughs> yeah, it was just funny. Like we had it for a long time; we just never That's paid awesome. for showtime. I was like, I get you know, hey, you made the mistake, you fix it. Yeah. Uh, if it's still there, I'm gonna keep watching. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, Red Shoe Diaries. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Until I got through eighth grade. <laughs> Narrated by David Duchovny. <laughs> oh, God. That's, dude, the first time I found Matt LeBlanc, discovered Matt LeBlanc was in the episode of Red Shoe Die. Really? Yeah, dude, he did like softcore. That's hysterical. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me, though. No. But he's so it's much, he's a really, for a television actor, he's a very talented guy. Uh, yeah, well, hey, you get typecast and your career's kind of over. Yeah, but he had his show, and then I know Joey didn't last long, but then they had another show where he was the lead in, and that one was very well received. I can't think of the name of it. I feel like he hasn't had a but, really solid career post Friends, though. Like I know. He tried to do Lost in Space. Yeah. That was during Friends, I think. Yeah. That was still, yeah. I think, he just made, I think he just had made a ton of residuals. So, well, yeah, they definitely could. That show was in syndication all over the place. Yeah. So yeah, because I'm thinking about like outside of like Matthew Perry and Jennifer Anderson, Courtney Cox. Cox. Had a, yeah. Well, Courtney Cox is just really scream, right? Like, what else has she been in? Yeah, I mean, but still, that's that's too. I mean, b- yeah. between Friends and Scream, she's set for life. Yeah, right? she's done. Yeah, and Jennifer Aniston, like you know, she did. She started her career with uh, Leprechaun, which she wouldn't ever talk about. Cause <laughs> I know, and she but she was in um she was in Waiting. Waiting uh, was great. I love Waiting. Yeah, she was in Waiting. A lot of good oh, yeah. movies she was in. What, wasn't it Schwimmer? What was Schwimmer in? Uh, he was in that movie about the boob doctors. What was it? Yes. He did Breastman, but that, I don't think he's, I don't remember him in anything else. And then he was, wasn't he in the OJ Netflix? Oh, he was Kardashian. Yeah, he was yeah. Kardashian dad. He was in that he, too. He, he was Mr. Kardashian. 
Yep. All right, we're just rambling here, guys. Sorry, we're in the rambling portion of the show. I but I I blanked there. I started thinking about big butts. <laughs> but we're at the end. We're at the end of this one. Is so it Pete, is over? Yeah. Holzimon, Holzimon. We got through the whole he list. Holzicon. He climbs up the walls of MetLife Stadium. Oh yeah. It's supposed to he rhyme. Holzimon. Shut up, Eric. Eric's like, I know how to do bars because I did the intro. <laughs> what? Yeah. Eric's like, I, I speak bars in Long Island. I'm going to say, though, here, though, I'm going to call Eric out. And actually, I'm not calling Eric out. This is actually Ryan Haas. I love Eric Holzman, but Eric Holzman went from, like, straight up, like, hip hop to Barbie in 20 seconds on Twitter when it came to pumpkin spice lattes. <laughs> he, you tried some new pumpkin spice latte and you asked Andy, did you know if you saw it? And it's just so funny listening to Eric go from like hip hop to just fluff in 20 seconds. To liking, but I like it. I know, I know you like it, but it's like, it's such pumpkin spice latte is just like a white girl thing, you know? Like, I'm a layered person. <laughs> it's so I funny have layers. Like, yo, Eric B and Rock Kim, pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> but why, but, but my question is, why are people talking about behind my back? That's what I'm talking about behind your back. It That's was laughing. I'm keeping it real right now. Why, why are people talking about behind my back? It was talking behind your back. Holes, I don't man. know. It kind of sounds like it is, but it's cool. <laughs> it's all right. I'm good. No problem. I'm secure. I'm secure in who I am. Ooh, all right. <laughs> Rita loves them too. I can't lie. They are I the, forgot. the sweetest things in the world, though. I mean,. I'm not crazy about it, but I'll try most of it. I just like pumpkin, period. I like pumpkin pie. I like, I've had pumpkin I don't ravioli. I taste like pumpkin, though. It, no, it's more like of a um, spices, like nutmeg and all the other fall spices. It's kind of a mixture. I'd agree with that. Yeah, we'll see. I definitely would. I made some bad brownies yesterday. I tried to make, spice them up. They were like some Duncan Hines brownies that were in, mm-hmm. the, in the back of the cabinet. And like I had to work late on Friday, so I was like, I was hopped up on coffee, so I didn't go to bed till like six thirty in the morning. It was it was really weird. Jesus. So like yeah, so like I needed to like I needed to stay awake from work, so I had to drink some extra coffee. So like by the time I got home, I was so wired and nothing was on TV that I made these <laughs> brownies that must have been in the back of the cabinet for years, and I was like, cinnamon, pumpkin spice. <laughs> oh Jesus! Clove. Like I was like do- docking them up. <laughs> but they didn't I, I didn't stir the batter enough but it came out okay i'm gonna stick think, to the grill i think it was the frosty right yeah that's what i asked andy if he had if he tried the frosty the pumpkin spice frosty from wendy's because i tried it the other day that's what it was yeah that's yeah that's, is that what that's now what it is it like is oh man frosty's I, I have a, like a love-hate relationship with Frosties because like when I go and I want a Frosty, I actually really want a milkshake. But a Frosty is nothing but ice cream. <laughs> it's true. It's true. If you let I, it, you can let it melt. I get so I'm like, dude, I can't drink this with a straw. I know. And it's in a cup too, so it's deceiving. Like you think. It is. And McDonald's, yeah. like the ice cream machine never works, so you can never actually get a milkshake it's whenever true. you want it. So, so true. it's like. So true. I either go to like, it's like if I wanted ice cream, I just go to Carvel. <laughs> Wendy's. Because I want wet walnuts. Wendy's doesn't have wet walnuts. No. But, but that's it. All that's right. A, enough about a, pumpkin spice and wet walnuts. <laughs> what, okay. Anyway, social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere else. You can follow me at Pete Illustrated. You can follow this podcast, your podcast you're listening to right now, at straight underscore O underscore G on both Instagram and Twitter. We have a Facebook group and a Facebook fan page. Consider joining both. Um, Eric, there's actually been a lot of talk on the Straight Outta Gotham page about you doing more Star Wars shows. So I think you need to listen to the audience. Um, there was one individual particularly who uh, commented on a lot of our posts. I forgot your name, but uh, he was raving about you and your Star Wars talk. So uh, I think you and Steve need to get back on that. And I give them what they want, but I forget his name. But there was an individual who was asking for you to start a Star Wars podcast. So was there? Yeah, uh, I forget his name, but he he commented on a couple articles and he sees me anywhere. So I apologize. Guy, then. My fault. Yeah. So uh, I think you and Steve have some homework to do. Uh, I'll definitely. So yeah. If you want the Star Wars stuff, Eric, Eric and Steve covered uh, on YouTube. Uh, what was it? Obi Wan, Manador. Was it Matador? Was we that did, name? We- <laughs> 
Mandalorian. We covered Andor. We did a little Andor. Andor yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Matador, Mandalorian, Andor, it all sounds the same. Yeah. Um, so check that stuff out. Uh, I forgot your name again. So if you want Star Wars stuff from Eric, it's on our YouTube channel. So please check that out. Uh, I'm all over BatmanOnFilm.com, Batman on Film YouTube. I have a Spider-Man podcast, the Italian Spider-Man Coalition, and I appear on Ryan Lauer's The Batman Book Club uh, recently and uh, once a month uh, for monthly Batman stuff. So check that stuff out. Thank you, Pete. And yes, I will. De- I would love to do more Star Wars stuff. So definitely, if that's something people want, then I'll think about it and, and start to put some Star Wars things together. Eric's got niche. He's got a scratch. It's a... <laughs> It's a good time to be a Star Wars fan, so there's a lot going on, a lot of stuff coming down the pike, so it'd be very, very, uh, very, very fun to start doing some Star Wars stuff. And if you guys, anyone out there is interested and they want to try this out and you're a Star Wars fan, let me know. Maybe we can do something together. Uh, I I have no problem. You can call it the Black Hole, Sarah Colesman. <laughs> That's not a Star Wars thing, but Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but as you guys know, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, it's at finally33, uh, spell finale33, also on Instagram. That's also my handle there. Uh, you can check me out in both places. Instagram is really, I just use for my my recipes and food that I make. So really not much more than that. I feel like you're a big rice guy. I feel like everything you serve comes with rice. I've been turning to- more towards rice recently because... Mm. I'm trying not to eat as much pasta and stuff. And even though I love it, so I've been trying to eat more rice. And uh, so, yeah, if I'm making things lately, that might be the case. Yeah. I see that over there. So, yeah, yeah guys, yeah, definitely Your check regular out. Uncle Ben over there. <laughs> I had some wild rice the other night. It was very good. Yeah. Very good. I, I, first time I made it. So came out good. But um, you, I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. Socials. <laughs> As Pete mentioned, hit us up on Facebook again. The group. If you're in the group, you can talk. Right. If you're not in the group, you want to be in the group, just request. We can. We'll send you an invite. You, we can answer the questions. Link you in. Yes, you got to answer the questions. As Pete mentions, always at the beginning of the show. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, we want to give away stuff. So if you guys want some free stuff, some free fun stuff, with the holidays coming. Everyone likes to get get presents and gifts. Uh, so we can uh, do that for you there. Rate and review the show. And oh, my also, I do a weekly live stream called All Nicked Up for all that covers the New York Knicks with my buddies Ty and Joe. We do, uh, we discuss the Knicks every week. The season starts this coming week, it actually starts on Wednesday, so we'll be doing a show probably after the game ends. So if you're interested in the Knicks, you can check us out on YouTube, Facebook Live. I post it all up on Twitter as well. So I post you everything guys up there. yet? No, it's okay. a tough one, that's a tough nut to crack. Ah, <laughs> He's here all week. Try the veal. <laughs> so yeah, so I think that's it though. I think I covered everything. So I think unless... we got. What you think? I think we got it in. <laughs> yes, there we go again. Another one. That's it. Another episode in the books. That's it. Uh, can you believe it? I know can it's crazy. It? We're, we're creeping up on one fifty. I know. We're it's gonna have to have up. an anniversary episode. We are. Who should we out. invite? Who should we invite? We'll get everybody. Everyone Chris will come Nolan, in. The finally. Yeah. The yeah. one-on-one you've been waiting for. If we could. versus Nolan. If we could, I would Dawn do it. Dawn of Cinema. I would do it. I'm, who, I'm kidding me? If I, I would take any director on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Brett Ratner. You heard it, Brett Ratner? <laughs> yeah, I would, I would love to talk to Brett Ratner. That'd be fine. <laughs> you kidding me? <laughs> All right, all right. As controversial as he is, Roman Polanski. Like, oh geez, no, you're on your own with that one. I don't want to talk to Roman Polanski. (laughs) I'm good. I'm good on that one. All right, guys. So for Pete, I'm Eric. You're listening to Shredder Gotham, and we'll see you next time. Booyah!